0: comment and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's the one and only of The Growth Economist. We have with us the man who needs no introduction. It is the one and only Harley Schlanger. You can find him over at laroucheorganization.com, the laroucheorganization.com, as well as schillerinstitute.com, schillerinstitute.com. Sign up for their updates. It is absolutely critical. Harley gives you the play-by-play in a very succinct, very, very straight-to-the-point way. You can go check him out over there. It is well worth your time and effort. And with that being said, Harley... How are you?
1: Pretty busy. I can imagine.
0: Oh, my God. I mean, the summer was kind of a a little bit of a lull, and it looks like we're starting the fall with a bang, literally.
1: A very big bang and a very disgusting event happening in Moscow the night before last.
0: Oh, it's unbelievable that this is occurring, that this has happened. Harley, what is happening from your side of the world what are you hearing? What are some of the information that you've got that you want to share on this? And how are things, in your best estimation, going to play out?
1: Well, let me give you the assessment of people like Scott Ritter, Colonel McGregor, mm. uh, Danny Davis, the f- retired Colonel Davis. What they're all saying is that Ukraine has lost, but NATO won't stop. Correct. And what they're doing, actually, the New York Times had a signal piece last week on this. <clears throat> about the unleashing of special operation forces to conduct sabotage and murder operations in the Donbas and in Russia. And this was quoting uh, someone who was one of these operatives, you know, who claimed he was trained by the Azov Battalion, the right sector, and also British special forces. So this is exactly what we've said, that you have neo-Nazis in league with the British who are being unleashed against the population. And then in the midst of this, we see the, uh, what the Russians are now saying they've confirmed was an assassination ordered from Ukraine uh, against Daria Dugin. Uh, This is, you know, a a targeted operation. She was on the sanctions list of the United Kingdom and NATO. Uh, She wasn't on the blacklist that that I was on because she's in, in Russia. And they don't put Russians on the blacklist. No, right. They just put them on the target list. Uh, But I want to call your viewers' attention to something which is really quite striking. Uh, I did an interview with Scott Ritter on Iran's Press TV uh, last Tuesday, I believe. It was Scott Ritter and I were the guests. And he was very cordial, very friendly. And the next day he did an interview Uh, with someone from New York, including Diane Sayre,
0: Hmm.
1: who who you know, who's the LaRouche candidate for U.S. Senate in New York State. Sure. And Ritter, was actually pretty funny. He was going after Schumer and he gave a very powerful endorsement to Diane. Nice. that, That she's got courage. She's on this hit list, not by accident, but because she is a threat to the NATO operation. Jesus. And then he said... Look, I've got to say this. Don't consider your campaign hopeless. The people of New York may be responding to the idea that we need one senator who's not an idiot.
0: Mm, absolutely.
1: So I told Diane her campaign slogan would be vote for me. I'm not the idiot. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but we're
1: dealing with a situation of out of, con- out of control war party, the Biden administration Claims are going to be throwing another almost $1 billion of weapons there. No one knows where they're ending up, where they're going. No one's keeping track of it. There's no special investigation or uh, inspector who's watching this. It's a bottomless pit of corruption. And it may very well be that some weapons that are coming from the United States are being used for the targeting in Crimea and in Russia. Now, Zelensky himself has said that Crimea will be a target because Crimea will be retaken. Who's going to retake it? It's not going to be retaken by the shambles of the Ukrainian army, but they may rain down terror on the people of Crimea and they're targeting the bridge over the Kerch Straits. Yeah. So this is where you see the the scorched earth policy against the Ukrainian people. And I, you know, I just want to emphasize that people who say that this is Putin's talking points. This is not Putin talking. The I have a, a great deal of sympathy for the ordinary citizens of Ukraine, yeah. who are destroyed by their Nazi government, and by the murderers of NATO, and the US and the United Kingdom. And there is a. Discussion the other day between Macron, Biden, and Boris Johnson, where they reasserted the commitment to fight to the last Ukrainian. <laughs> so now, while this is occurring, Biden's running around saying he's cured inflation. Oh, yeah. He stopped COVID. Yes. You know, ne- next thing you know, he's going to stop youth violence.
0: Absolutely. They just won't, they won't re- report any of this stuff.
1: <laughs> and it's if, if, if nobody talks about it, did it happen? <laughs> well, and then, you know, I just reviewed on my update this morning, the globalists plan were to turn the world into a fight between the democracies and the autocracies. And this goes back to the December 9th and 10th, 2021 summit for the, demo- or summit of the democracies. And this was a Biden, Biden ostensibly was behind it. But this is Blinken. It's the whole Madeleine Albright, Brzezinski crowd. Uh, and Boris Johnson played a key role in it. And here's what they said they're going to do. They're going to defend against authoritarian regimes. Now, how are they going to do that? By working with Nazis? Yep. We're going to fight corruption by working with the most corrupt government in Europe, Ukraine. Yep. And they're going to promote respect for human rights. How, by deadly sanctions? They also claim that they're going to do this by using the free press and free speech as they censor and, and lie. So, you know, we're dealing with a, an out-of-control gang that doesn't realize the extent to which they're losing the fight. And I'm not just talking about the fight with Russia over Ukraine. I'm talking about the shift away from the dollar.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: the shift toward a new global financial system. And just to give people a heads up, September 10th and 11th, the Schiller Institute will be holding its next major international online conference. And it will be featuring a discussion of the work that Lyndon LaRouche did over the 50 years since 1971 to put forward ideas to return the United States to the Hamiltonian credit system to the idea of physical economy, but also to make this a policy for the whole world. Yeah. That the United States can again become the inspiration for every country. If we go back to the traditions of our founding fathers and that way, we don't have to worry about, uh, the so-called autocrats. The autocrats are the ones who are running the Western governments right now.
0: That's a fact. That is an absolute fact, Harley. Harley, what's your take on, um, the response the the recent, like uh, especially with what has happened with this attack in moscow which is clearly a red line do you, would you what do you think the russian response will be will they go after these decision making centers that putin talked about
1: well i think we've seen several red lines crossed recently you know the uh, firing of uh, the shelling of the zaporozhye nuclear plant which is being done by ukraine crosses what should be an international red line. Uh, the attack in Moscow on uh, the, the Kildaria Dugan, that should be a, a red line. Yeah. Now, the problem with the Western side of things is that they think they have Putin's profile. They think they have the, the so-called Russian playbook, and they can provoke Putin into some out-of-control action. I think we, we may have to wait a little while to see what the Russians are going to do. They, they didn't announce immediately and in go into a flight forward. They, they did a quick inv- but very thorough investigation on the, the bombing in Moscow. And I think there, there will be consequences. Now, I also think that the Russians know they don't have to rush into anything because they realize the damage of the sanctions is to the West, not to Russia. Correct. I mean, Russia's harmed by it. You know, it's clear they're not getting everything that, that they could get in terms of their financial and economic situation. But they're not being hurt anywhere near as much as Western Europe and the United States. And I think Putin can wait for the anger to build up in Europe and in the United States. Uh, before taking a follow-up action. There will be an action at some point, a military action. But in the meantime, they're much sharper at understanding what's going on in the West than the CNN geniuses and the uh, uh, people in our defense and intelligence establishment. And what they know is when you have farmers planning an offensive in Germany in, in September... The Dutch farmers are going to continue to mobilize. They say they're mobilizing 365 days a year now against the green policy. Uh, Italy has an election coming up in the middle of September and the center right coalition, which is not all good. It's got some rotten elements in it, but it also has some real nationalists who are good and and, uh, are playing the game right now of not leaving the European Union. But I know some of these people, they intend to get out of the European Union as soon as they can. We're seeing an offensive from industrialists in Germany to reverse the Green New Deal. Uh, I, I don't know if this was reported in the United States, but the German government announced they're going to keep the three remaining nuclear plants running, which shows at least they're not all brain dead because there's not going to be enough electricity this winter. But the Industrial Association, as soon as that was announced, said, well, why not reopen the three that were shut down in January and reopen some of the six or eight that were shut down the year before, because Germany still needs more electricity. And the Greens are having a faction fight. (laughs) Schultz is facing a scandal of of, uh, corruption in his own Hamburg government. So I think that we're going to see Western governments go down one after another. Yeah. And the only ones left standing will be Russia, China, and those that decided to, to join with them against the so-called rules-based order. Yeah. So that's that's my take. I think that the, the Putin is not going to be rushed into anything that's rash, that, that Russia will have some response. And uh, I think the people who did this will regret their decision to do it.
0: Absolutely. Recently, we've had uh, five morons fly from the United States as a, as a delegation to Taiwan to stir up even more problems, Harley. Uh, your take on that.
1: I think they were trying to hoard some chips on the way back
0: or something. <laughs> they their socks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is amateur hour. I mean, the, the Chinese are looking at this, and while they're making some very sharp statements about it, they're just asking themselves, what kind of idiots do they think we are? Correct. You know, they think they're going to shoot down Nancy Pelosi's broom? <laughs> you know, the, the, the reaction of, of China was to demonstrate very quickly how rapidly they can gear up their military forces, but then back away. Because they know that the U.S. military was watching and, and was in awe of the quick response the Chinese had. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, one of the points Scott Ritter made is that the United States is still stuck with the World War Two strategy when it comes to the Pacific, which is the fleet.
0: Yep.
1: And the, the fleet is a sitting duck for the new weapons and, and aircraft and other things that the Chinese have, have uh, developed at a fraction of the cost that we pay for the U.S. military complex. So. You know, the idea that somehow you're going to provoke the Chinese into a reaction. Xi Jinping has the same reaction as Putin. Ultimately, Taiwan will be reunified. Yes. Not under communist dictatorship, but as part of a unified China, which they can still keep the... Similar to what they did in Hong Kong. Yeah. one, One country, two systems. Yeah. And it benefits the people of Taiwan, most of whom are relatively happy with the economic connections to China, Uh, they get whipped up by people like Steve Bannon and the the billionaire who funds Bannon's operation, who pump all sorts of money in there to say, you're slaves, you're being... The CCP uh, are
0: slaves. The CCP is controlling China. That's what they're saying. It's the most stupidest thing. And Americans who don't know literally jack squat about the international world at large Go ahead and, be- and believe this nonsense. It's incre- well,
1: incredible. Yeah, I got news for you. It's not news to the Chinese that the Chinese Communist Party runs China. But <laughs> what the, what's news to Americans is that most Chinese like the direction of the country, unlike Correct. our country, because every child in China is getting a good education. Yep. If they want <clears throat> to study classical music, engineering, nuclear physics space exploration, they can get a world-class education. And if they can't get it in China, they can send their their youth to the United States and get it because American youth are not taking advantage of what we do still have in some of our universities. So the, the Chinese are applying the old tradition of the Hamiltonian system of investing in physical economy, infrastructure, and education. And in particular, Developing the creative, critical thinking in the population as opposed to rote learning that we went under with the uh, Bush All Children Left Behind program.
0: <laughs> All children abandoned behind.
1: <laughs> or Absolutely. maybe they had something, s- some interest in the left behind.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> the log oh, cabin God. Republicans did.
0: Of course they did. <laughs> it it does it does both between the log log cabin and the in the evangelicals with the whole left behind thing, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know the the point you made about Americans not knowing much about the world at large. There's something fascinating coming up with the G20 economic uh, ministers meeting coming up. Uh, Everyone scandalized because the Indonesian president, since it's going to be sponsored by the Indonesians, invited Xi Jinping and Putin to come. And the idea that Putin and Xi Jinping will be broken out of isolation by Indonesia shows you how wrong their thinking is. They were never isolated by Indonesia or the leading countries of the g 20 And what Putin said in the Moscow International Security Conference last week is that it's the United States and NATO that's becoming increasingly isolated. And this is an important point, because countries are saying you can't bully us, as did the South African foreign minister. Uh, The Indian foreign minister just said that India is a sovereign country. We're not going to listen to what Blinken tells us to do. We're going to listen to the Indian people. So I think we're seeing the shift take place, what Putin called the great transition, uh, or you could call it the great awakening, although that has bad connotations in, in some circles. But the idea that the American people at some point are going to have to open their eyes and look at the world the way the world is looking at the United States and realize that much of the world admires the United States but it doesn't like the direction the U.S. is going. And they'd like to take the best from our system for themselves, but they don't want to see the United States dictate their policies.
0: Absolutely. Very well said. Harley, we got about, about a minute or so left. Uh, anything that you want to add to this, and how can people follow you?
1: Well, I would suggest if people are interested, take a look at the daily update I did this morning on the coming demise of the global The Globalist New World Order. Uh, It's at the laroucheorganization.com. I go through a little bit more detail than than we've just discussed now. But the the principal point is that the world is, is reaching a fork in the road. And as Yogi Berra once said, when you come to the fork in the road, take it. Well, which direction is it going to be taken? Will we allow the unipolar order to continue to dictate policy? Or will there be an awakening that this is heading us over a cliff? And instead, we need to go back to the principles, not necessarily all the programs, but the principles that work, the emphasis on creativity, on capital investment, on science and technology. If we do that, we'll have no problem with any other country in the world. If we don't do it, we're going to be at one war after another until we get to the final war that destroys us all.
0: Absolutely. Very well said. Harley Schlanger, thank you so much for joining us again, folks. You can find Harley over at thelaroucheorganization.com, thelaroucheorganization.com, as well as Schiller Institute.com, the Schiller com. And with that being said, thank you all
1: for listening. And CJ, take it away.